Hey Caramel. Hey Mocha. Hey Coffee Mates. So hey guys, and we are back. This is episode four of the dating series. Um, so in this episode, we are discussing interracial dating. So we're going to be speaking on dating outside our race, of course, why men may prefer women other than, you know, black, speaking for, for men of color, um, racial fetishes and any other um, subtopics under that. So we actually have a surprise guest for you guys. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is via telephone. Um, I'm going to let Mocha, <laughs> I'm going to let Mocha introduce our special guest, so Mocha. Hey, coffee mates, it's Mocha. Um, our special guest, her name is, hold on, Brene, do you want me to use your name? <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? Um, our special guest is a, a friend of mine, it's my cousin, Brene. She has been married to her guy for 10 years and they've been together for 11. She is the only person I know who has dated outside her race and yes, her husband is white. Um, so I guess my question would be for you, um, why, why, why? (laughs) Damn, (laughs) just right into it, why? My question would be pretty much what, if if any, what challenges would you say that you have faced with dating someone other than, you know, your race or from your culture? Oh, Lord, you got a minute. <laughs> Let's see, where do we start? Where do we start? Um, let's start, I guess, socially. We'll start socially because, like, Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, people that look like me and less 
Okay. Um you were you the nanny or something or why are you look why are your kids are so light and you're so dark 
like some variations of the same kind of story. Like they can't figure it out. Like because it's light and dark. Like my kids look like me, but it's hard for somebody to add that up in their head because they are very fair skin and I am on the darker hue of ebony. So yeah, that kind of sucks. But like, why would I bring somebody else's kids to Walmart to yell at? Like if question speaking on your like raising your children I know that of course me personally because I am I was raised you know predominantly African-American so I'm not really you know familiar with the other races that are represented in my family I'm only familiar with one so my question would be with raising your children how how is how is it is it any difference from being a black mom raising, you know, strictly black children with being a black mom and raising biracial children. Because I know I see on the daily that biracial children are hounded because they're not accepted. It's, they're not accepted with the black or the white, if you get what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of a thing like too light to be black and then, you know, too dark to be white. So how... I don't know because I, I I'm I'm pretty sure if they have or if they haven't have had to gone through that yet. But how would you, how is it raising them and like, you know I can't really explain the question. But like, I think I know okay, 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 great, thank you. Like, at 
like to try to like it was hard for me to you know try to describe the fact that she had two braces, especially because you know I didn't really teach her much about it. But she kind of like picked up on it, and I feel like it would it is. I haven't personally you know raised an all black child on the account of I had two biracial children, <laughs> but. <laughs> I do feel like there is a difference as far as identity goes. Like, it's 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 hard. I feel like I, I know what it's like being different out there in the world and having to, you know, want that acceptance. Like, mm-hmm. I know how, you know, it, it is, you know, in the beginning for me and my husband to be out in the world and, you know, people look at us crazy or don't want to take us seriously or whatever the case may be, downgrade our love or <laughs> whatever the case is. But that was like something I had to learn and work on, and I feel like I raised my kids the same way. Like, hey, people are assholes, but you are awesome. And if you know somebody wants to, you know, take your pride about race or whatever, like you'll be whatever race of whoever's paying you the most. <laughs> if you want to be white, we will pay. If you want to be Right. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, see your viewpoint because I know that a lot of people will say you can always tell which parent is white or black by the way the child acts. I've heard people say that. So I just want to know how you feel about that as well. What would you think about that? Like, how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Because they had most exposure to them. Mm-hmm. But as far as I guess acting white and not acting white, like I don't know, that whole little thing is like that's the the idea is I guess it's kind of prejudice in a sense mm-hmm. because my husband is hood. Like he he, he would line up to any brother or whatever that you would pull off the street who is hood. Like. <laughs> don't think of sterling credit scores and promptness and being on time when you think of him think of uh, some of that stuff like and I'm, I'm opposite you know I don't really I would consider myself I guess more bougie like I'm more formally educated I'm a senior in college right now he's Woo-hoo. more of a trades person thank you mm-hmm. thank you one time I'm BA 19 hey. yes yes <laughs> yes yes like different shows with different folks mm-hmm. like blue collar social challenges with dating your husband what were any um family challenges that you had did your family have any problems with you dating a white guy his Uh, family yes and his family (laughs) well i don't have to do too much communication with my relatives 
question. Um, I was saying, like, what are your thoughts on um, how some people feel as though that white white men only go after black women because they feel like it's a fetish or it's something like something for them to conquer or whatever versus black men going after white women because they feel like black women, I mean, I'm sorry, white <laughs> women are more sub submissive.
were different. Not everybody has the same kind of warm and acceptance, especially like down south where they still raise Confederate flags and stuff like that. So like me being in Florida at a Five Guys or whatever, and I'm like feeling super awkward. It's like people are like not really eating the peanuts. They're like looking at me. So would you say that as far as like the beginning stages of your relationship compared to the the stage you're in right now with your marriage, would you say the overall um, the overall perception has changed within you guys? Because I know I was speaking to someone earlier and they were saying like they're open, however they're not open to the criticism because we're younger and we're not we don't have. Our, you know, our feet aren't wet all the way. We're not very in and comfortable with who we are. So would you say that now you're more so comfortable in your skin and who you are and you're more accepting of it and it doesn't bother you as opposed to early on in the relationship? Definitely. Like, I done put in my time. I done struggled. I done been through the gauntlet. I got the gold medal. I got a certificate to play the flag. Like, it's not, not nothing. Nobody can tell me. Look at me sideways to make me shake or quiver my foundation. So it's like, you know, I, I've accepted that the world is not perfect, mm-hmm. and I get it. But, you know, at the end of the day, that don't stop my shine. That's not going to, you know, change the way that I do things. So I feel, I feel solid in my relationship. I don't feel like, I guess in the beginning, it, it felt like more something that I had to just send. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, now it's just something that is, like, I'm, I'm fully vested, you know? Like, he's going to have to pay alimony if this thing goes away. You know, I got my time in. Like, can't wait nothing. Look at me sideways. And, like, I am, I feel like it's a lot of, you got to learn how to pick it in. Sometimes it's not important to, you know, pull somebody up on being a douchebag. Sometimes it's more important to like not see your, let your kids see you because you're cool because somebody decided to be So like it's a lot of picking your battles, and I, I know that I have a strong foundation. So like I, it's good to have a soft place to fall at the end of the day. So yeah, I would say it definitely changed. So my personal last question will be: if you could, um. If future you or now you could could give, you know, past you some advice on the perils of what will be to come on the, you know, the the awards and all that, that, all of the things that you've gone through, what could yourself now tell yourself in the past or what advice could you give yourself as far as dating someone who is white? Mm-hmm. I did go to the high school with some white people. They were I went to all girls high school, so it's like I didn't really have any real experience with white males outside of like the courtroom 
The other black men. Yeah, the other black men that you dated. <laughs> like, do you find that it was easier to commit with him, to commit to him, or he was more ready to commit, or what? I feel like, you know, I didn't have a lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like I was just open for, I guess, whatever life had to come along or whatever. And, and he, God put this man in front of me for some reason, worship the ground that I walked in, and <laughs> it just wanted me and had me forever and never let me go and be the only person. I'm like, hey, what the hell? You know, it's been working out, so. Like, I was young, inexperienced, immature. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. They say, you know, marriage is a union not to be entered into lightly, but the problem with that is you don't know that you entered into it lightly until it's heavy. So Ooh. it's like, <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it, it was a lot of growing pains, but you know, mm. I, I feel like I've, it's made a better relationship for us that we did go through a lot of stuff together. Like we essentially grew up together. Like mm. you know, nineteen and twenty, like we were kids, but so we basically had to grow up together, learn each other, like watch each other evolve willing to roll with one another as the other was changing see how your dreams can change because like you know it's, a, it's, it's like night and day your 20s and your 30s it's just completely different Herma any more questions? no that is all you have been an awesome 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 guest that's all I want to say so thank, thank you, you so much You're yes. so welcome. Um, go ahead and um, shout out your Instagram name. Tell them what you do. You know, promote yourself. 
Yes, everyone. I want you to follow me on my Instagram page at Real Sativa Diva. Once again, that's Real Sativa Diva. I am a Maryland medical cannabis patient and activist. So you guys follow me. I got some really great content and more to come. Yeah. And one last thing. What's your flavor? Oh, hazelnut. Yes. Yes. That's warm. (laughs) Yes. So, espresso, we will now be calling you espresso. So, now you have to come back on the show, maybe for maybe our weed um, podcast or mental health. You know, we'll be giving you a call. Yes. Alrighty, espresso, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for being so open and honest. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. You too. So super, super awesome guest. And I just want to say that um, there was supposed to be a male perspective on the show. I was able to text this person. This person is my line brother, John. Shout out to my line brother. Um, So I'm going to say the questions that I asked him. I'm going to read his responses. So I just asked him, you know, have you ever dated outside your identified race? He said, I have. So I asked him what races, if you don't mind answering, if it's um, anything you want to, you know, don't want to tell me, just let me know, you know, what races have you dated? Um, And he said he's dated white women and he's dated a Cuban Latina girl. And I asked him, what's your viewpoint on interracial dating? And he said it has its own challenges, but it can be rewarding. There's a lot you have to put aside, family feelings, feelings of being watched and eyes down in public, cultural differences, etc. But because you have to put those things aside, and if you do so well, you're able to focus on your partner and y'all relationship a lot more. That can be rewarding and lead to a closer connection. Um, so my last question to him was, would you ever marry outside your race? And he said, he answered it in segments. He said, um, a younger and less mature me dated outside my race because I was less aware of what I needed and required out of my relationships. Um, For a first marriage, I doubt I personally could. It's so many differences that you don't realize. Family dynamics and how kids are raised, how involved the extended family is, faith and general morals. Marrying someone outside of your race would just present so many challenges. And then he said, later in life, if divorced, but God forbid, because ain't no divorce, (laughs) it's something I will be more open to because you're more settled into who you are and what you have and care a lot less about about others when you're an old head. So I guess my response to that would be, I just appreciate the standpoints that I've got to listen to because coming into this, I'm going to be brutally honest, I am not a fan of white people i'm just not and this is no disrespect to any race i'm just not a fan of them and i've constantly had people say it's not all of them and and i'm like underlying you have to you know go deeper i just feel like there's a generational and a a a hereditary thing but listening to two different people two totally different people who don't even know each other haven't come across each other's paths have similar or the same answers, it really opens my eyes because 
I'm still young and I'm still learning and I'm still immature and, you know, I'm still getting my feet wet in life. And it's like, um, they said similar things. My line brother said, maybe in the future when he's a lot more settled and he doesn't care what other people think. And our guest speaker also said that younger her was a lot immature and she cared about what other people thought. So that was you know, that had an effect on them early on or throughout their relationship. So now that I see those two perspectives, I can agree and I can understand and I can actually empathize a little bit more because I see where they're coming from and I'm not as as biased as I was before. So it has opened my eyes and maybe that's just, you know, an adult moment. However, I'm still not dating outside my race. (laughs) So, and that's that on that. I said what I said. I said what I said. Um, yeah, I'm still not dating outside my race, but I have a a other a better perspective and another viewpoint on life and on people who have dated outside their race. So, yeah. Um, I guess for me, it, it would pretty much be the same. Um, I just felt like something our guest speaker said was like, it's hard. It's already hard date, like you know, being married to someone that's not your race because of the differences and. So mm-hmm. the culture and everything mm-hmm. else. So and marriage is already hard as it is mm-hmm. when you have the same race. So I don't know if I want to accept that challenge and, you know, date someone that's not my race mm-hmm. and then be married to someone that's not out my race. Mm-hmm. And but then I say all the time, like I tell my friends all the time, like I want that strong black love. And our guest speaker spoke on, you know, the stereotypes stereotypes of like the black love versus interracial love and how it's not the same and how she thinks it's like bs and everything but in my opinion i think that it's something different like i think that when you're married to someone of the same race as you it's different like the understanding and you guys know the trauma yes yes, the trauma you guys go through and you know that the boundaries and the um stigmas that you guys have to fight because you know being a black man in america is different from being a white man in america being a black woman in america in america is different from being a white woman and a a white um a white man in america so you guys know that so it's different but i think at the same time like as much as i want that strong black love i feel like at the end of the day i probably will marry a white man and i know it's going to be extremely hard and it's probably something that i have to like groom myself to accept because i feel like the things that I want now in a relationship, I have not come across in a black man to give me. So, like, I still have hope for that um, that black love, but it's just, like, more and more each day, it's like the candle is slowly dimming, and <laughs> I won't be marrying a black man, and I just, I don't know how I could marry a white guy. Like, I'm uncomfortable around white people. Like, I want to be able to be comfortable, and because I was raised by my grandmother who was born in the 19th, 30s and the things that she witnessed got passed on to me so it's like um i will never forget a time where i i was in a big brother big sister program and my big sister was was she white uh, she was white mom was white too she's from canada she was white i don't Damn. remember where she was from but she took me to this restaurant and um i, I think it was in fells point or something and you know it's nothing but white people in fells point like that's really who be down there for real and she took me to the restaurant and as soon as i came in Everybody just turned and was staring and instantly I wanted to leave and she couldn't understand why I wanted to leave And then like it, it was just so much going on because then a part of my head was like well I'm in this 
in um, this big sister, big brother program, and she already think like I'm this poor child, this inner city child that needs saving, and then mm. she takes me to this restaurant with all these white people, and now she's probably thinking I'm ungrateful, but I was uncomfortable, and I still am at some point uncomfortable being around white people. Like, it's just like the things I don't think white people understand, like the things that we've been through as a black race, as a black community as a whole. Like, yeah, they'll say, like, they're scared to walk in our neighborhoods or whatever and grab their purses or whatever, but it's different. Like, it is it's a different feeling when you're a black person going into an all-white room. So, like, imagine, you know, his family. Like, imagine, like, with, with my cousin, you know, the guest speaker, um, she was saying how the, their family, her husband's side of the family is blended. Like, they dated outside their race. They date nothing but black. Well, not she didn't say nothing but, but... Clearly, they did nothing but black people. So imagine if it was different. If if he was the first person to um, bring home someone of black descent, like imagine how that could have went. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just a lot to think about when you think about dating interracial. And I don't think that I I have the energy to do that right now. I don't think that like it's already <laughs> like been in a, a relationship of the same cultural background, ethnicity, eth. Mm. Jesus. to add on to that it's crazy because i had i was in big brother big sister program big whatever it's called little whatever that program um and i will say this there are a lot of white faces or faces that you know don't look like us in these programs Mm -hmm. dealing with us and to my 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 community that I identify with, my brown people, I just want to let you know, we have to step up, period. It should be no reason why there are not enough African-American people are in these programs dealing with, you know, our inner city children. Because I, I, I am an, an inner city child. I'm an inner city child. Um, I was raised in the city. I went to school in the city. Um, I'm from Baltimore City. So my big sister in this program was a white woman from Canada. We didn't relate with anything. This white woman is taking me to plays and taking me to all these places that I've never been. And it was a, an awesome experience. I'm not ever going to downplay her or take, you know, from, take away um, from what I learned and I appreciated it, but I didn't really appreciate it at that time because she didn't look like me. And and looking back on it, I never honestly thought about it until just right now while we're speaking on it. She didn't look like me. And because she didn't look like me, I didn't want to be around her. And it wasn't like, oh, I didn't like her or I was prejudiced or I hated her. I, I really cared about this woman. This woman actually, you know, bought me things and mm-hmm. she took me out she took me to places i've never been that i never even knew of like plays and stuff so it's like had it been a black woman doing this with me i may this i may still be in contact with this woman because i don't even talk to this woman anymore but just speaking on that it's kind of like we need to show our faces in the community a lot more and maybe we are showing our faces a lot more but back then we weren't. We, and, I, that's and, what I had. That yeah. was my first experience of dealing with someone outside of my race. And it was not a bad experience. It was just she didn't look like me. And I think that, like, um, to touch on that, like, I think that's important what you're saying. I think that back then, because um, race was, it was all, race is always going to be an issue, let's be honest. 
But I think that it wasn't in the forefront. Like, people were still thinking, like, racism was disappearing. But at the same time, like, in the back of your head, you're saying racism is very much alive. And the cultural difference is, you know, swept under the rug. Like, people weren't understanding. And it wasn't as in the forefront as it is in today's media. And I think that if the pro if I was to meet my big sister now versus back then, I think that I would be more open to, you know, learn different things about her and stuff like that. Like versus back then where I like honestly I don't even know how um me and my big sister fell off like because it wasn't me saying I didn't want to go or anything I don't know if like she decided like she couldn't do this anymore or mm. my grandmother was sneaking and was like yeah no white woman is coming out taking my grandma granddaughter anywhere like I don't I really don't know like we just we went somewhere and then one day we didn't go anywhere <laughs> so I don't I don't really know how that fell off but um I do think that Today's kids need to be more um, privy to that. The world is so big. Like, and I think that we're so closed-minded to dating outside of our race because of what we see in our environment. But if we expand our mind and expand our knowledge on what's going on around the world, then we would probably be more open to dating outside of our race and things like that. Because, like, if you... I take, for example, my cousin's kids. When they grow up, they're going to see that they have a white dad and a black mom. And they're not going to think anything of it. They're not going to think, oh, I need to date a black man because, you know, my mom dated a black man. Or I need to date a white man. They're going to be open to different things because they see more than one race. They're going to get both aspects of the... Um, of the relationship or whatever that's not really what i wanted to say but we're gonna go with that um so it's gonna be different for them whereas me where i was raised by a black mom a black dad a black grandparent and that's why i want a black man because that's what i saw that's what i was accustomed to that's what i was raised on that's what i was grew up to as far as like dating as it goes i do agree that we are not especially as a, a, a brown people community, we are not appreciative or we don't always understand the things that other races may understand because other races have um, more of a, a, like a privilege to understand these things. So as far as like, like I said, as far as like me dating outside my race, that will definitely never happen. Um, the places I will go as far as like out of the country will probably, probably be predominantly black. Just, that's just my personal thing. Like the places that I want to go or have gone, mm -hmm. predominantly black. Um, I've been to the Caribbeans, predominantly black. I'm going to Africa and, and, um, I'm going to Ghana specifically, predominantly black of course black um there are other races there of course but where i'm going predominantly black so i just feel like it's not more so that i'm prejudiced or that i don't you know i have a hate towards them it's just like every like 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 the guest spoke about everybody has a preference i just prefer to to be with among my people because i just it's easier and this is a personal thing it's easier to be around people who you identify with, whom you identify with. So I'm not saying that I would never work around them or, you know, I just prefer not. Like, even where I lived in Georgia, I preferred to be around people that look like me. I was, where I lived, it was Hispanics and, you know, 
brown people. We're just all brown people. I, I just, I just prefer to be around my people. I just feel like people who date outside their race, I feel like personally, it's more so of a fetish. Speaking from a standpoint of you've never had it before, unless you you were raised around, you know, people outside of different races. It's like you've never had it before, you want to have it. It's like a forbidden fruit, if that makes sense. It's like everybody knows you're not supposed to, you know, date outside your race, even though that's not like a, you know, a real, like, of course, rule or anything. It's like... Well, at one point it was, you couldn't date uh, white people, you couldn't date, so... I mean, even still, people were like, mm, it's forbidden. I just feel like if it was never forbidden, maybe it wouldn't be as, you know, as out there. But again, like, people have these fetishes that they want to fulfill. And it's not necessarily about being with that person or loving that person. It's more so about... I've never been with this before. Let me try it out in the beginning. Now, I'm not saying that it can't develop into, you know, a love or, you know, a a feeling, you know, like she has children by this man and she's married to him. There has to be love there. That's got to be love. So it's like I definitely believe that with time, you can learn to love your 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 mate or your spouse. With time, you can, that's with any race, with time, you can learn. Because in the beginning, we don't love the person. We necessarily, we, we're infatuated with them or we like them. But as far as falling in love and building a family with them, that takes time. So I just feel like the, in the beginning, it is a fetish. It really is. Or a, a, a forbidden thing that we just feel like we have to do. Because I've thought about it like, mm, if I date outside my race, what would it be like? It's more so like trying to venture out and experiment in the beginning. And then it turns into, you know, a family affair. That's just how I feel about it. You know, that's just my standpoint on my people. Yeah, I, I mean, um, okay. Um, yeah, I think like I'm more open to it now versus um, last year. Um, I think that like, but that, that's the thing for me. This is this is the whole thing with race and dating outside my race, like. What white man is going to date a black woman like me? And I don't mean that in like a low self-esteem, low confidence type of way. I mean like, I am pro-black everything. I am blacker than black. I am, I love black. Like, black is me. So, when I think of a white guy and I think of me dating a white guy, it's just like, what white guy is going to date me? Because I feel like even the ones who are like so down to earth and get down with the swirl, I just feel like there would be such a huge barrier between us. Like it just, it wouldn't work. Like I say a lot of racist shit. All my friends know I say a lot of racist shit. I say nigga every day. I even say nigga at work. I was in a meeting the other day at work and I yelled out, nigga, if y'all don't hurry up, I'm hungry. But that was okay because I was around all black folks and we say nigga all the time so just imagine being in a relationship with the white man and i'm saying nigga 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 <laughs> he's gonna think that it's okay for him to say nigga and the shit <laughs> pops off i don't see i just don't see me and a white man being together like 
I don't I don't see me walking down the aisle to a white guy. I don't see me having kids with a white man. I just don't see it. And maybe it's because I'm partially close-minded to the idea of dating a white man. But then it's just like, I'm black. Like, I'm black. Do you get that I'm black? Like, what do we have in common to talk about other than, not even in common, but what do we have to talk about other than us being a different race? Like, I feel like that would be the whole relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're white. Why are you dating me? Oh, you're black. Why are you dating me? Oh, your friend said this, and I thought this was kind of racist. Well, your friends say this all the time, and white people do this all the time. Like, I feel like it would be such an argumentative relationship, such a repetitive relationship, because all we would talk about is race. And it may be because, like, I never dated outside of my race, so I would I don't know what interracial couples talk about mm -hmm. and, and it's not like they talk about something different or whatever but in my head it's just like I can't do this like I can't like I don't see me marrying a Sam I don't see me marrying a Jacob or a Tyler or a John Did you say a toddler? or a James like none of that I see me right marrying like a Daquan a Deontay a Andre like that is that like I don't you know I don't I don't see it like I'm I'm not gonna apologize for who I am like if God sees fit that for me to date a white man then you know so be it bring that white man on here so we can you know get married him and his good credit score we have this good old great house or whatever I'm all here for it but mm. I just don't see him, a white person fitting into my life, a white man fitting into my life. Not with my friends, not with my, damn sure not with my family. Because if, uh, where you think I get the racist shit from? Like, we have, in my, actually, in my family, we have, we have two, two, we do have two white people. But they don't get all the love they, you know, they would get, you know. It's, it's a lot of shady jokes, and they rarely come around, you know. So, yeah, that's my take on, um. <laughs> take on interracial dating and my stance on it is there anything else left for us to talk about um white people only have good credit scores because it was passed down to them as a generation <laughs> you know how people have like wealth in their family like very wealthy family so it's generational it's passed down they literally like put aside a credit score and pass it down to them um so I will say that um, a lot of times our brothers, they, speaking from um, talking to someone, they've said that they date outside their race because women outside of us are more submissive and more willing to, more willing to do, more willing to be nasty pretty much and my viewpoint on that is bullshit um the reason why people or society believes that women outside of black women are more submissive and um quote-unquote nastier in bed is because um black women's bodies are policed by society we are seen as sex symbols until we become sex symbols um that is why we were raped um, as slaves, those those um, families who were slaves, because not everyone was a slave. Um, that is why um, we are hounded and why we are harassed, because we are fantasized, but and we are fantasized over actually loved. 
So a lot of times, um, I do believe we are seen as a trophy or a something to conquer. And that our brothers have told me, I've spoke to multiple men that have said they are more submissive. Like women outside of their race are more submissive and more willing to do certain things. And that's just, that's just, I just want people as a whole to, to love who you want to love, be with who you want to be with, but not at the expense of the other race, not at the expense of putting us down. Yes. You can yes. love, you can love Becky without saying that Tisha's ugly because Tisha's beautiful, but because you're not attracted to Tisha, because she's not your type, you feel like Becky's more beautiful. Um, that's not okay. You can love who you want to love without talking shit about someone else. And a lot more so than less, men that I've talked to, instead of telling me what they actually love about dating out women who are not their race, they tell me what they don't love about us. That's, that, that's not love. That's a fetish. I don't care what you say. That's not, it's no possible way you love this woman. And instead of telling me what you really, really love about her and how she makes you smile and the the interactions you guys had that is so loving you're focused on well black women don't do this and black women don't do that black women argue too much they're not well what you, um, that, you're missing the, the point time. what do you they're love about what do you love they about rebecca about money so it's what like do you love about <laughs> what do you love about black women isn't your mother black girl Ain't child and so we need to. What you're is you, you don't, don't love, love your mother. mother. Okay. okay. Period. And and y'all need like, to get that. That don't that 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 <laughs> self hate is I'm real. To, like go off because like that is so like why why do you have to put black women down? Like we already go through enough shit as it is, and then you got to put us down for Becky. Why? I don't know. <clears throat> these, but <clears throat> these oh shit. So I was gonna say men more so. Than any other gender putting an emphasis on I want to date someone exotic and when they say exotic they think they talk about white white people or uh, people that's not their race black woman is exotic exotic means not in this country (laughs) sorry to break it to you Um, exotic doesn't mean beautiful Exotic doesn't mean more desiring. Exotic doesn't mean one person is less worthy because they're not exotic. Exotic literally means that they're from another area or country. Actually, you know what? Let me just look it up. Exotic means originating in or characteristic of a distant foreign country. An exotic plant or animal. He planted exotics. In the sheltered garden. So, boom. Um, And the synonyms for exotic are foreign, non-native, and tropical. So, fruit can be exotic. Places can be exotic. Women and men can be exotic. Genders and colors are not exotic. Okay? Mm, This made me think of something. Um, It's just a thought. Um, When... We were talking about how black men are dating white women, but we haven't talked about how they date Hispanic or Asians or anything like that. Like, is it because we are more upset to see them date white women, or is it because they're really not dating Asians and Hispanics and 
all the other races that's out there that's not white? Mm, I'm not really upset about, you know, because, like, everybody got their... God damn, because everybody got their preference. I'm more so, that's more so what I see, if that makes sense. So it's, I've seen interracials, interracial dating when it comes to white and black more so than any other thing. Mm-hmm. However, um, I honestly feel like it's the same all around because, of course, it's a preference. However, for example, we I said this in a, a previous episode white i mean not white um black men will say oh you spicy to a latina but a black woman would be (laughs) hard-headed so it's like it's all around i feel like if you dating someone other than your race and it's not for the sole purpose of loving them and procreation and you really do connect with them and y'all have talked through your cultural differences and y'all have put in that time like how sis put in her time it's, it's a fetish, like, period, because it's no reason that, it's no reason that a Hispanic woman should be deemed spicy or, I don't know, spicy or, or you know, more likable. Like, Hispanics being spicy or, like, having attitudes, it's more likable than, you know, for a black woman to, if a black woman is upset about something, what you got attitude for? We have an attitude. But uh, if a Hispanic woman is upset, oh, I like to see you upset. They love seeing an an angry Spanish woman over the, that's why, that's how we get the narrative, um, the angry black woman, such an angry black woman, the mad black woman, (laughs) whoa child, the mad black woman syndrome, that's how we get that, that, that identity is by speaking our minds, when we speak our minds, we are, we are actually less desirable when we speak out, because when we show we have a voice, it shows that we, we think too much. But when women of other races or ethnicities or, you know, whatever, what have you, they are seen as more desirable when they speak out. Oh, I just love how you speak out against this. I love that you have a voice, you have a mind of your own. We, we're just mad black women, and that's not cool. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This ends our dating series. Um... This is episode four, right? Yep. So this is ending of the dating series. Um, go ahead and follow us on uh, Instagram at XO Flavored Coffee, and um, we're now available on iTunes. Woohoo! So go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe as well. This is DJ Nasty Neek and Ravy Rave, and together we make the, the Flavored, Flavored Coffee, Coffee Podcast. Podcast. Bye, coffee mates. Bye, coffee mates. <laughs>